welcome to the Fit Mind Collective Podcast, where we are crushing our limiting beliefs and facing our deepest fears to gain the freedom and confidence of creating a life and business that you love. I'm your host, Kenzie Ann Smith, a dedicated divine energy enthusiast and mindset coach. We are sharing real stories of influential people that have fought their way to creating their own life story. Are you ready to create your new life? Sit back, relax, and let's dive into this episode of the Fit Mind Collective. Savvy, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited for this because I've been dying to talk to you. Uh. (laughs) So welcome, welcome, welcome times a million. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Super excited for this conversation. Of course. So for the listeners out there that don't really know who you are, don't follow you on social media, what is it specifically that you do and who do you serve? Who are your ideal target clients? So I'm a self-love and transformational life coach um, and I guide women to love themselves to love themselves first so that they then can create magic in every single area of their life. Whether it's in their relationships, their business, their work, their general lifestyle. I truly believe if you don't have that foundation of worthiness and love and standing in your power, like none of the other stuff is gonna happen, you know? So it's working on that inner foundation so that they then have the confidence and the love and the worth to then put out what they want into the world. I love that. And so who do you say is like your ideal client? Who do you help most? Is it like young adults who are like 23, 24, just kind of trying to find themselves? Or is it kind of just all walks of life? Tends to be women kind of 20s, 30s, um, maybe 40s. Women that know that there's more that they have to give. They're not quite living up to their potential. You know, there's that feeling of kind of feeling stuck kind of living an okay life but they're like deep down girl okay is not okay you know they're like way more than they they can be doing and they know that inside but they just don't know where to go and they kind of start to realize that the relationship they have with themselves is affecting that their insecurities their levels of self-worth how they're speaking to themselves how confident they're feeling with other people like all of these things are getting in the way of them really creating abundance in their life Mm -hmm. and so where did um where did that transition kind of come in of you finding your footing in this entrepreneurial journey of coaching and then becoming like a self-love and transformation yeah yeah I've tried lots of different um, jobs and careers in the last 10 years, say, since like leaving university. And I've always been someone that's wanted to follow my heart and do something that feels good and that kind of lights me up. So that's what I had as my guiding light, but it meant I was going to have to explore quite a few things along the way. Um, So from a child, I love dancing. So I've always loved like the creativity that moving brings. Um, so I tried dancing for a while. I also I studied economics at university. I tried management consulting. I trained as a primary school teacher. I tried all of these different things and all of these different jobs. And I always say to people, that's okay. You know, people think that they have to pick one thing and then stick to it. But it's like, girl, if, if that one thing isn't working for you, feel free to move on and try something else that might, you know, that it's never too late to change. Um, And then I got into yoga um, more at first 
from like my dance background, I was like, yeah, I just want to stretch and I want to get stronger. So let me go, let me go take some yoga classes. And it was through yoga that I realized actually that is not just what yoga is about. It's this incredible life philosophy and way of conscious living. And it opened my mind up to even more to this world of self-development, this world of like, who am I really? What do I really want? How do I really want to live? And I went to India um, to do my first teacher training, my yoga teacher training. And I came back, started teaching lo yoga loads. And then I realized that there was still more I needed to share. And I think I realized like, actually, I've always been interested in this, like living from a, your heart. And I've always been helping my friends. And I realized I was probably kind of coaching without even realizing it, like, you know, not like officially. Right. Um, and then I realized that, this is an actual thing that people do and I was just like yes I need to do this so I trained as a transformational life coach and when I started working with clients and I wanted to get more specific on my niche I was like all of the problems that these people are having with living in a way that lights them up with following their path with like living their dream life it's all rooted in their level of self-love like that was at the core issue of why they couldn't live the way they wanted to live so that was when I was like yeah this is this is what I need to share. Hmm, I love that. And that's like yeah. such a huge thing because I feel like, especially now we're really honing in on like raising young girls to be accepting of themselves first before anything else. And yes. I know that can go along with like different types of coaching as well, because for me too, uh, mm. being a mindset coach, I really dive deep into the, okay, what is the root of the problem? What is really yeah like holding you back what is really hurting you yeah I think that's so so beautiful um but yeah. you mentioned yoga and so with yoga and coaching how do you mm. kind of integrate them together and why is it such like a big component of your coaching practice yeah so firstly I I'm a yoga teacher like separate to coaching in terms of I also I live I live here in Bali at the moment I'm originally from London um live here in Bali and I teach at some yoga studios here so I love teaching yoga you know by itself like the physical like asana practice and meditation so I do that as well um but yoga for me is so much more than just doing a bunch of poses on a yoga mat you know mm -hmm. and I love to move my body and I love just I love just moving, but the more I got into yoga, the more I saw that it is a whole world of, of self-development. It's a whole world of how to live consciously, how to be more present, how to appreciate where you are right now. And, you know, really at the core of yoga philosophy is finding acceptance for where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is self-love, you know? So it's like at the core of what yoga really is, it's about loving yourself as you are right now. So I think yoga has given me a another perspective for dealing with with coaching and in, in, in my one-to-one -one coaching sessions I normally start with a meditation um I, I think I, it's given me like a a deeper set of holistic tools to help clients with I use visualizations we use a lot of you know gratitude and other things and it's helped me see it from a kind of a broader a broader perspective so it's given me a lot of tools even if you know on one-to-one -one calls we're not we're not jumping on the yoga mat <laughs> but we're doing the yoga that's off the mat you know we, we're, we're doing the yoga in real life which really is how to accept yourself how to love yourself how to be the best version of you right now mm. oh my gosh speaking <laughs> to myself it's so funny because that is like my getaway 
is mm. hot, just like hot yoga. And at first I really hated it because I was more like, okay, I need to sweat to lose weight. So like it, I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. And yeah. then I like opened my mind to like mm. connected to your breath, being grounded in your stance yeah. and like feeling into it. I was like, okay, this has a lot more to do with yeah. like, being grounded, connected. And oh, it's, it's a beautiful practice. I absolutely, absolutely love me some yoga. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'd say to that, you said, um, like you started it for the wrong reasons. I always say to people like whatever reason draws you to the yoga room, like that's amazing. Because once you get there and you take a few classes, like eventually you'll see that there's other stuff as well. So it's like, why ever? Like I stepped onto the yoga mat because I wanted to be more flexible, you know, and right. I wanted to get stronger. That's why I initially went. And then I realized, ah, oh, like it's about all these other things too. And it's like you go often into the room for the physical, but you stay in the practice for all the mental benefits that you get. Very true. Very true. So in kind of the society today, mm. a lot of audiences are kind of struggling with that self-love and either showing up for their best, like showing up as their best self in their business, mm. in their life, um, just like living their best life, like you're saying. Yeah. So, what are some of the practical tips that you could give to kind of combat like either like imposter syndrome or not feeling confident in yourself? What, what kind of tips can you give us? Yeah. And there's so many. So first, like when I work with clients, I see it as building, like, it's like you're building a muscle, you know, it's like when, when you're super like unfit and you, you go to the gym and it's really hard at first and then you practice it and then your body starts to get used to it and you start to build those muscles of like, I'm getting stronger and more more flexible or whatever um, and like self-love and confidence is the same so it's really about building a bank of tools that you can practice even if it doesn't feel like 100% right straight away a bank of tools that you can practice so there's so many different things and it's what works for you some people love like doing a morning routine some people love moving their body some people really like to do the mindset work of letting go of the limiting beliefs that are really holding them back one thing that I really recommend people do, and this is like anyone can do it now, one minute a day is to do some mirror work. Um, standing in front of the mirror in your bedroom, in your bathroom, and shooting yourself love. Like level one is to kind of say it in your head as you're, as you're looking at yourself. <laughs> um, level two is to say it out loud and like really hype yourself up like Savvy or Kenzie, you are amazing. Look at you, look how incredible you are. Look at all, you know, like, really get used to hyping yourself up with that energy that you would really want someone else to give you and starting to feel like you are the one that can actually give yourself that. Um, and the more often you do that, you know, you can take like one minute a day and we've all got one minute a day. And if you can start to build that practice into your life every single day, like it changes the game totally. Yeah. So do you have a morning routine? This is more for me because I'm yeah. like my morning ritual and I always like seem to fall off the wagon at some point in time. Mm. So like what, I guess, what is your morning routine? What does that look like for you? Yeah. Yeah. And first of all, I think I'll say first, 
I believe that a morning routine has to feel really like doable. Right. And the main reason why people, the main reason why people fall off the wagon or like say, I don't have time is because they think it's got to be this thing that's got to take 30 minutes or like one hour. It's like, yeah. if you truly have, if you truly have one hour in the morning, then great, like spend an hour doing it. But most of us don't, you know? So it's way more important to do something shorter that's consistent. So mine takes 10 to 15 minutes. Um, I start with meditation and I, I do a short one. If I have longer in the morning, I'll do a longer one, but I do a five to 10 minute meditation. And then for the other five to 10 minutes, I do a sequence of things that might sound quite long, but actually it's super quick and speedy once you get used to it. Um, so I do three things that I meditate, then I do three things that I'm grateful for. Um, you can do it in your head. I quickly write it down in my journal. Um, an affirmation, I have like a affirmation box that I like pick out or sometimes if I know I'm, if I'm feeling really bad or really great or I need something specific, I'll like make up my own one. It's like, this is what I want to put into the day. Mm -hmm. um, so gratitude and affirmation. And then I tune into like how I'm feeling. I just like, sometimes it's really amazing. Sometimes it's really not. And I think it's really important to acknowledge however you feel in the morning when you wake up. Because the worst thing we can do is like brush our difficult feelings aside, you know? So just to honor how am I feeling right now? Um, and then to set some kind of intention for my day, whether it's to like be kinder to myself, whether it's to get some work done, whether it's to have fun doing that thing, like it doesn't matter, but it's like I'm going into my day with some kind of like positive intention. Um, and that with the meditation, all of those things, it doesn't take more than like 10 or 15, 15 minutes, you know? So it really doesn't have to be long. And that was important for me. It was like, I need to do something that I can do consistently. Um, so I always tell my clients that starting a morning routine, like, is this achievable for you? Are you going to be able to do this every day from tomorrow? Um, right. And start small. Start with something that you can do. And then once that's become a habit, you can then maybe increase the time and add more things in. I now do also like on Duolingo, the language app, I, learn, I do five minutes of Indonesian every morning as well because I'm, I'm here in Bali and I, and I want to learn. So like that's an extra thing that I've added into my morning routine. It's, it's, for me, it's like a morning routine is spending some time with me first before I see or do anything else, before I help anyone else, before I look at anything else, before I put my energy anywhere else, I have already filled myself up. And so it's like you're going into the day already have given yourself that love and goodness. And that's why it is a, a game changer. Yeah. And you seem like such like a, like you, t you said honoring your feelings, like even, even when you like don't feel good or you kind of are upset or anything like that. So how do, how do you kind of get yourself out of that? Because I know like for me, yeah. like, it's like manifesting bad things one after the other, like the same thing that good, mm. like when you manifest good things, like one thing just keeps happening and you're like, yes, yes, yes. But then yeah. like on bad days, yeah. you're like, no, 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 you know, like it's just going the opposite yeah. direction. So how do you kind of just like restart your day or restart that moment? So you're able to just be like, okay, I'm resetting my intention. This is what it is. Like, what's your process for that? Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's such an important question. And I've, I've had some like hard personal stuff that I'm dealing with at the moment. And I've been sharing quite a lot on Instagram, the importance of allowing yourself to feel the hard stuff. 
because the worst thing we can ever, ever do is suppress and push down pain, anger, frustration, sadness. If we like push those down and pretend they're not there and like switch to being happy straight away, even if we don't feel like it, like that's when we're going to be really in trouble, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's finding a balance between allowing yourself to feel it, but not get totally consumed in it. Um, so I set myself some time to feel like time to feel the shit, you know, yeah. whether like whatever that is, like I might put some music on and like cry for half an hour. I might, and living in Bali, everyone's super conscious and like open to like weird stuff. So you can sit in a restaurant and be crying and people will be like, oh good, she's releasing her emotions, oh my gosh. <laughs> which is amazing. You know, it's like, over here, releasing your emotions is seen as a positive thing because people know that if you don't let it out, then you're holding it in. Mm -hmm. And allowing yourself to release it is the quickest way to feeling good again. Um, so finding some time to release, crying, writing down all of your thoughts and your feelings in your journal, like physically writing stuff down is another way to get it out. So for me, my morning thing, that's a very quick thing. I just say, I feel, and then write in a sentence. So it's like already, I've announced to myself, this is how I feel. Um, so I might not totally switch like incredible from like really bad, but I've released it a little bit. So I'm able to start my day kind of acknowledging it, writing it, crying. I love to dance. So I often will put like one song on and just like go a little crazy. <laughs> um, and that's amazing as well. Like moving your body is such a good way to shift your energy. Um, to shift yourself from feeling not so great to like actually I have really good things going on in my life, even if I'm not feeling so great and I can start my day now in a really positive way. Mm -hmm. And what's, so I really love the fact that you pointed out that in Bali, they are very aware and they acknowledge their feelings. So is that like a huge jump from going to London to Bali that the atmosphere and the environment is just like kind of culture shock, you know? Yeah. And I'd say this, like when I say in Bali, I think I mean more with the, the foreigner or expat community rather than like the Balinese. I think culturally the Balinese, the Balinese are super smiley and happy, however they're feeling inside <laughs> um, and seeing their smiles lights my, my day up all the time. Um, but when I say people over here in Bali are open to emotions, it's, I think it's because there are so many people in the self-development world here. So many coaches from Europe, from the States, so many yoga teachers here. So many people that are really open to looking at their shit and looking at their stuff, you know? And so when you're surrounded by other really high vibe people, it changes up the energy totally. Um, so yeah, in London, and it's like, probably similar to like, I go to LA quite a lot. So it's probably similar to, to there there are pockets of like really conscious people that might be open to that. But there's also the people that are going into their like office at 7am to work 12 hour days that like <laughs> would not be open to that. So you have to like look for it a lot more. Um, so yeah, it totally feels so different over here. Have it being able to share your feelings openly like that. Right. And I've been to LA too. And actually, I was born in California, so mm. that's, like, I love it down there. But even from the Midwest, where I'm from, like, I'm from across the country, and then going to L.A., it's totally different cultures. You know, yeah. people are, like, 
more eccentric and just like more lively. They want to go to the beach and be beach bums and like, <laughs> so not how it is in the Midwest. Like over mm. on over on the East Coast, it's like you need to work, like work, work, yeah. work. And so where did you kind of find that balance of like, okay, I'm done with university because I was there last this last year and yeah. I was in like a not a bad job, but it just wasn't a good fit job. You know, mm. so making the transition from uni to nine to five to now running my own thing. Like my parents are like, what are you doing? So where yeah. did that transition kind of like, did was it smooth? Did it come over well for you? And like your family? How was, how was yeah. that? No, that's such a good question because I think a lot of people struggle because they know deep down that they want to do something that's a little like less normal like you know with those are the quotation marks for people that right. can't see on the podcast because I hate the word normal <laughs> um I think a lot of people want to but they're scared of what their parents are going to say they're scared of what their friends are going to say they're scared of what society is going to say um I think I've always been really lucky that my mum's been really supportive with the the different projects and works that I've done I think she's always known that I'm even though I've tried lots of different things, I really think things through and I'm actually pretty sensible, you know? So I always do something that I'm like super 100% behind and I'm really, really hardworking. So I think she's always trusted that. So I'm very, very lucky that I never had like my parents saying like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. And I, I'm super lucky because I know lots of people do. Um, so for me, I, I did that, that, that side of it was, was easier. Um, and I think it really is just a matter of having the courage to try things out, you know, having the courage to try knowing, and I always ask people like, what's the worst that can happen? Like if, if you, if you don't, and it's like, really the worst thing that can happen is this thing doesn't work out. This Bali thing maybe doesn't work out for me. And I go back to London and I do exactly what I was doing before. Right. And like, that's like, so, the, so it's like the worst case is that I'll be doing what I was doing before. So why don't you just try it, you know? Awesome. That's so, oh, it's so like refreshing because <laughs> like I deal with uh, clients that have fears and like mm. one of my very first clients, I, I didn't convince her to quit her job, but she didn't like her job. And I was like, okay, well why don't like why don't you just quit and she's like well I have two kids and like I have responsibilities and I'm like okay I understand so like, keep your keep your mm. job now try to find a new job and she ended up getting a job at an airline and has amazing benefits she travels the world now and she's like amazing. honestly like I don't know what I would do if I never quit that job yeah. I'm like exactly. yeah yeah fear is fear is huge I think and I feel like mm -hmm. all of this intertwines too as well from like personal development to self-love to yeah. mindset. It's all, yeah. all intertwined. Yeah, totally. Like all of life is connected, you know? So it's like people, so even when people come to coaching, they come because they want to work on their job or they want to work on their relationship, but actually they see that all of this other stuff is intertwined with it as well. So you can't do self-love work without looking at mindset, without looking at fear, without looking at your blocks. Like it is all connected. And that's, that's why this work is so incredible. <laughs> so if you could give only one piece of advice to someone who wants to change their life today, 
what would that piece of advice be? Ah, yes, it would be more joy right now, Hmm. right this moment. What makes you feel good right now? What things make you feel good right now that maybe have nothing to do with your dream job, that maybe have nothing to do with getting that amazing relationship? Like what things fill you up right this moment? And then how can you start doing them? Like right this moment, not next week, not next month, you know? Like joy is the foundation for abundance. Feeling good in yourself is the foundation for attracting more things that make you feel good. Um, So it's like getting yourself into a space where you feel so joyful and then you're going to be way more equipped to attract the amazing career, the business, the man, like whatever it is that you want. Mm -hmm. So yeah, write write a list down of all of the things that make you feel good. It's going to be different for everyone. For me, it's like dancing for some people it's traveling it's cooking it's spending time with friends it's like there is no right or wrong thing but do more of those things and do them intentionally like uh, I'm doing this because it brings me joy and it makes me feel good right uh, and and one more thing one more thing schedule it in because people always make excuses to like not do good things for themselves oh like the week just passed I don't have time so on Sundays um, like before you go back to work, look in your diary and your calendar and it's like, what, at least two, what two things can I schedule in that are joyful for me this week mm. and book it in as if it's an appointment, as if it's an important meeting that you're having with yourself, <laughs> you know? Right. So it's like intentional as you're going into the week, these are the things that I'm doing for myself to make me feel good. Oh, I love it. So what are some of the exciting things that are coming up in your business? Do you have anything launching soon? Anything like that? Yeah, um, I don't have a programs is something that I'm going to be working on a group program, um, probably towards the, the I'm going to say the second half of the year It is already the second half <laughs> of the year, kind of towards October, November. Um, but I'm so I'm focusing mainly on being here in Bali and lots of in-person workshops and my one-to-one coaching. So mainly focusing on one-to-one coaching. But what I am going to be um, putting more thought into soon is a retreat that I'm going to be hosting here in, in Bali. Um, I really want to make the most of being in this incredible place that has such incredible energy for all of this work that like you and me both do. And I really want to be able to share this place with women from all over the world. Women that want to work on their self-love, on their mindset, on growing a life that they love, on cultivating, you know, abundance, amazing relationships and amazing career. Um, And be in this space of Bali where that energy literally attracts all of that. And then mixing that in with some yoga every morning, some incredible food, a little bit of exploring Bali. So yeah, super excited to be sharing more about that. That is so cool. Yeah, I want first, yeah. I want like first dibs on that. That'd be so Yeah, cool. absolutely. <laughs> um, but I know that um, like as we come into like wrap up at the end, um, everything will be linked in the show notes below on where they can find you. But if you want to just kind of give them a little lowdown on the best ways to get in touch with you for coaching, guidance, Uh, just knowing what you're up to where can they find you best yeah absolutely I'm probably most active on my Instagram which is sabby.ker so my name Um, I share lots on my stories as well of day-to-day life and people always like that to see what it's like living in Bali as a coach and a yoga teacher Um, and then my website is my name sabbyker.com perfect well thank you so much for being on this podcast and 
I loved it and I love you so much. <laughs> oh, I love you too. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So welcome. I want to thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the FitMind Collective. If you feel ever so moved, please take two minutes to comment something amazing and share this episode with those who need it most. Remember to dominate your day and make it your own, and we will reconnect in the next episode. Bye, guys. Thank you.